Realizing the stories she was telling herself were keeping her emotions in a loop was Tess Miller Sharp's aha that began her healing from the inside out. She shares with us today from Australia on how to keep your health vibe high, on valuing the vibe. Welcome to the Global Party Podcast. I'm Jacqueline Best, host and creator of Best Whole New World, where joy, health, peace, love, and wealth are just the natural vibes. I'll be interviewing real people with real stories from all over the world, where they share their transformation, their healing from the inside out. Listen and subscribe and get the health vibe. Oh, okay. yeah. We are live. In case we didn't know, we are live. Okay, we have. Um, I am joined by beautiful Tess Miller Harper Sharp. And why do I want to say? In where are you in Australia, actually, darling? Um, I'm in the Byron Bay Shire, which is the most easterly point of the Australian mainland. Oh, Byron Bay, the most beautiful part. You know, you have to live there, do you? Someone's got to. <laughs> because that's where your vibe stays high. <laughs> it is actually super high vibe here. Yes, exactly. So um, in one of the, you know, we're going to be talking about valuing the vibe because it's essential, really, um, where we're, we're vibing. And is that the song you picked was about the vibe? The song that I chose was um, about being the universe. That there's that you are the universe that there's no separation between what's out there and what you think is who you are in your physical body and i that song for me is so uplifting and it's just got such a great beat um and it just makes me feel like anything is possible like it just like seems easy when i play that song well so easy and being with the universe is not like good vibe Okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna play just a little bit. <laughs> the the brand new heavies. your treasure i like that you come for your treasure yeah because everything there is here for you to receive that's right it's the hidden treasure that you think is hidden but is actually really there all the time and and how did you come to this awareness because as so many people have got their head in the sand of byron bay no there is a beach there no <laughs> So their head is buried. Um, where did you have your awakening to realize that, you know, valuing your vibe is so important in helping the planet wake up? Yeah, I think that's that thing going back to the morphogenic field or the quantum field, whatever you want to call it, that just that space time that we're currently vibrating in <laughs> and that we have an impact everything we do, everything we say, the way that we move, the actions we take, it's that, you know, cause and effect. Very scientific when you think about it in that way. Um, but also the 
um, the heart, you know, the mm -hmm. heart wants to lead as well, not just the mind. So that's been my biggest struggle is, is like my monkey mind and like the stories that I've been telling myself all my life. And it was actually when my father passed away quite suddenly and um, just put me into a big state of trauma. And what I've learned recently is that when people have PTSD, it's actually because they had trauma in their childhood as well that they didn't quite realise was trauma. Mm -hmm. And uh, looking back, I've been doing a lot of that lately, looking back on what's happened and where I've got to now, um, is that PTSD shock and it it made me really stop because um, I went so low, I went really low. And when I actually understood what I was telling myself and being aware of the impact that that has in the world, not just for me, but for everybody else. It's that, it feels like a little bit of personal responsibility, but without any guilt or shame. It's just, oh, okay, that's what I do. That's what happens. Mm -hmm. um, is that the truth of who I am? Is that in integrity with how I want to be in the world? And then mm -hmm. that's when it's like, right, what's my vibe right now? What? What is the value of the thing that I'm vibing? Is it really congruent? Yeah. So that's an excellent um, share, right? In in and and an awareness. If your PTSD now has a connection to PTSD or trauma in childhood, right. so how long ago was this that your your father passed or transitioned? Oh six, oh seven, oh eight. So two thousand and eight. Mm. And so in that is where it all came to fruition. And, yeah. and was that, so that was when you started to just readdress and relook at moving through this low, right? You, I mean, how did you decide to move through the low? Like PTSD, you bring it up now, it's like a big thing for a lot of people, right? Yeah, I, I didn't know I had it. Okay. That's the thing. Hey, I didn't know I had it. I just went into shock. Okay. And and my little baby girl was only six months old, so I was in a completely different space. Mm -hmm. I was in that beautiful, etheric, motherly, like angelic, you know, mm -hmm. like all the hormones, and then all of a sudden, bang, it's like ripped out of that. Uh, and it wasn't until quite a few years later, actually probably about, I'm going to say six or seven years later, I realised mm -hmm. it was PTSD because I was very low probably for about four years. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but about three to four years I was really low. I don't know what happened in that time. I can't right. really remember mm -hmm. very much and I just was in a bit of a daze and I looked like I was doing okay, like, you know, the right. the robot thing was happening. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <you> know, <laughs> it was uh, happening, yeah. And, and then from that point then... Um, a friend decided that she wanted to do a coaching course and she said, look, will you be one of my case studies? And she asked me the question, where will you be in five years' time? And I said, I'd just like to think that I'd be alive. And she said, oh, okay, I'll be back in a moment. And then she said later on she said she had to go out and freak out because uh, she had no idea. And this is like my best friend from childhood and I couldn't oh even it with her. So that's when she said right and she pointed me in the direction of a few really great 
bodies of work and I started mm -hmm. doing that and then I just had this massive epiphany and then from there it's just developed and I wanted to look after myself again I got to mm -hmm. that point where I was like right I don't want to rely on these other practitioners so much carrying me anymore right. what can I learn how yeah. can I self-care and uh, yeah that's when I started on my journey with life alignment well there's my book there not my book but the book about life alignment right um, yeah, and I just started to become a practitioner in that and then now I'm a teacher in that. And for me, it's about really supporting people to do that self-care on a daily basis with really awesome tools. Of course, there's many that we can use. Mm -hmm. Well, I think that's a, 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 um, a great example of our lows actually catapult us into a different space. We don't necessarily know the time that we're going to come out of them when we're experiencing them but it's like uh one of the conversations earlier was um a tree doesn't grow to heaven unless its roots have gone to hell you know and it's that idea that our shadow or our stuff or our garbage or you know the things that we are fears when we face them and we address them we transform them and our vibe naturally like to me, the vibe is naturally there, but I know most people think you've got to get to the vibe. And, but the awakening to the point of saying it's here, are you even open to receiving it? I know people, a lot of people aren't. So is that what the work that you're doing is you're letting people know that they can have this joy vibe, that it's there, or do they have to go from the low point to the joy vibe? I kind of say life's like a trampoline. You have to go down to go high. There you go. This is very much the tree as well. Right. You know? But when you really know yourself, mm -hmm. that's when you can value yourself. And you don't really know yourself until you know what stories you're telling yourself. Right. And when you can be have that awareness and be open to, to betterment, I like the mm -hmm. word betterment for some reason, but it's not to say that there's anything wrong with where we are, but we're always striving to to be the best versions of ourselves, whatever that is, or to wake up to who we really are out of our conditioning. And I've forgotten your question, but really that's what it feels like to me is that what I what I do and what I put value in is know thyself. Just really comes back to know yourself and what you what stories you're making up about anything and everything. And even redefining every single day or every half an hour or something, you know. Right. Like right, right, come back to me. Like who am I really? Like I'm a sovereign being. I'm 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 here to experience and eat chocolate and have joy and yeah. <laughs> all of that. But my my email address um is you matter and that felt mm -hmm. really important. It's like you matter in a sense of your value matters, but also you are matter, you are that vibe, you are connected to all those other things that are vibing. We're mm -hmm. all just that quantum physics side of matter and that when we value what we do mm -hmm. or how we are or what we offer and when we get a real good sense of that there's a massive state of joy and relaxation openness uh, safety that can come and and that's kind of contrary to what a lot of people think is they stay in their comfort zone because it's what they know and they feel somehow safe even though they're struggling with something, right? But they've kind of conditioned themselves to believe that that story and that existence keeps them safe. But when you 
branch out and experience the new vibe, the openness, you realize you are safer in that freedom, aren't you? Yes. Yes. That is that is really true. There's something you said there at the beginning that really my mind went pop like that. <laughs> it's that it's that safetyness of the program of or who we think we are or who we've been told who we are. Right. Or how we've been told to behave or what's expected of us. So I'll be completely vulnerable here and transparent. I had a meltdown this morning and my meltdown was about something that has been building for a week. And I know we're mm -hmm. in very, you know, uh, what's the word, like juicy time right now. Right. And and so this issue that had been brewing, I realised that in my childhood I often felt like I was in trouble. Mm. I often felt like I'd done something wrong, right. even if I hadn't. Um, you know, if there was an energy in the house that somebody wasn't upset, I somehow, like, it was me. I must have done something, you know. Right. Was there that disconnect in the energy with you know, my parent or, you know, whatever. It's like, why mm -hmm. am I not feeling a connection right now? I must have done something wrong. Mm -hmm. And so that shows up in life over and over and over again. And I'd sort of been calling it in to really just, you know, show mm -hmm. itself, like really show me the roots, really show me the roots of that tree. Right. And and so I went there this morning and mm -hmm. I really got to, to feel it mm -hmm. and then see it from a different perspective and and go well what's the truth here like that little girl was she really in trouble right back then no she wasn't she's just feeling everybody else's angst and that's what children do they feel the angst and think yeah. it's them um but once I went through all of that and I had beautiful support from lovely Lou who's actually sitting in the room with me here he's really keen to <laughs> jump in at any point when she wants to say something Come on, um, Come on. rather than send her a link um yeah so once I actually moved through that and was allowed myself to feel it and I really came into a deep truth that that was in the past I don't need to hold on to that program mm -hmm. and the only thing that keeps the program there is the emotion so feeling allowing myself in a safe space to feel that emotion and feel that connection that Lou was offering me is just like to be witnessed in that alone not even coach through it really, just right. let it out. It's safe. Mm -hmm. Just like this inner child wounding. Yeah. Um, then there was just a massive sense of relaxation and joy. It's like, yeah, like I don't need to be like that anymore. And they're the cracks. They're the cracks that form in our in our beautiful wholeness when we're born. You know, we're beautiful, we're whole, we're so pure and angelic and everything like that. Then we have these experiences in life that that wound us, that that put cracks in us. And then they come, that's where the light gets in. It's a beautiful saying. I think it's roomy. And, you know, we get to then be able to, real, like for me now, I can be so compassionate with people when they're in that place because I've been there. Yes. And so my wounding and my traumatic childhood or in, you know, my perception of my traumatic childhood mm -hmm. or the cracks that, that created my light to come through are what I love to support people in now is to, to hold them in that space and allow that light to come through and release the trauma, release the emotion that keeps those patterns going again and again. Well, I, 
I feel like that's healing from the inside out, right? Is one of the conversations earlier was saying conflict is the gateway to healing, right? You know, and when we reframe our whole existence, instead of saying this was the trauma and this was what, you know, has held us down and this is what I've got to blame me for and this is, you know, blah, 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 blah. And you reframe it and you say, okay, this is my experience so I can learn to become more compassionate and these are my, you know, cracks so I can let the light in so I can, you know, connect with others and be able to share my experience that then helps them to transcend. It's, it's a sense of it's still the same story, but it's been completely reframed. So it's empowering someone versus dispowering them, right? Yeah, that's so true. I was saying to my children the other day, you know, life is like one of those obstacle courses that you go on. You know, you go up the rope ladder and then you go underneath something and, you know, you've got your end result there. You want to get across that finish line. You want to be able to celebrate um, that you overcame those challenges. Um, and so we've got to take the downs, we've got to take the highs, but we've got to just keep going. And then you get to the end, you're like, wow, I did that. I scaled that rope ladder or whatever. You know, and that what a lot of people are frightened of is, is going to those places where it might be a little bit challenging. Well, yeah, and that's when it's most definitely great if you have somebody to be able to help you or guide you or something in that. But a lot of us, as we were just saying, is I think it was earlier, is you get this feeling inside, you know, that maybe it was your girlfriend that maybe did the coaching call and then she, there's moments and there's a timing for people that you just kind of are aware this is the time I need to step forward. And when we can also respect that people are standing still, it isn't their time to step forward, right? Then that's honoring their choice. And other people, they wanna rant and rage, and that's okay because that's what they need to do. Because each of us is expressing a vibe differently. Yeah, but all part of the whole. Places. Yeah, we're all at different places of realizing or coming home to ourselves coming coming home to ourself without the stories. And so when we really do that vibing thing where we're like, yeah, this is like I feel more me today than I did last week, you know? Yeah. I feel really safe in the world or I feel really confident or I just feel like I'm me and that sense of freedom. And that's the vibe that has an impact on the people around without doing anything. And that's the magic. You don't actually have to do anything or be anything or try and conform to anything. It's just that... When we come home to who we are and feel good, yeah, then that's the ripple. Yeah. That then also gives permission, doesn't it? It gives permission too for others. Oh, absolutely. It's like when we were talking last time about being the lighthouse, right? It's like mm -hmm. when you are standing firmly rooted in what you know to be true for you and being that light, right? That that light, that vibe, that emits. It just and it affects others whether they even are aware it affects them or not it it does i i sometimes it's like i've seen an interesting is it's it's almost like little ripples on the waves now i'm starting to see the energy like and and within a person and it's very cool and and you don't know how that is ever going to affect anybody 
but I know for me, the first time I was seated with something that said, you know, you could change, you know, disease didn't have to be real, that maybe, you know, it was 1989 and I like tossed the book back and I was like, that's so ridiculous, right? But it was the seed that was planted. And in some cases, that's when they talk about, right? Seeds are being planted, vibes are, you know, being raised and it's a whole new world. It is a whole new world. That's so true. You know, when you walk into a room and you don't like the vibe? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like if there's been an argument or something? Yep. You can just feel it. You can just know it. But what we don't realise is that people can sense our vibe. Like you say, people don't don't know the impact that they have. And I would like to bring in my lovely Lou right now, if that's okay. okay. Yeah, well, you're bringing in lovely Lou. There you go, lovely Lou. Come on in, lovely Lou. <laughs> lovely Lou is, is an amazing viber. I can't tell you. She is the... She is the queen of changing the environment just by being. Um. Come on in, Lou. Well, well, Lou is coming in. I just wanted to say about when Melody was talking about, you know, her encounter with some white people. And she could say that she could, um, they might say something, but she could tell by the vibe, right? It's essentially, she she says, we could, we, we, we can read your white faces. Right, we could tell. Hi, it's like there is a sense, and whether or not you can read it, you feel it. But when we each start to connect with our what we're feeling versus what we're thinking, there is a whole other perception out there. Yes, and that's true. That you can. We're not. We're not as. Um, Lou will. Lou will concur um, when I get the words right. I'm trying to just get it right though. Um, we think we present in a particular way to people, mm-hmm. but people can tell when we're bigging it up or when we're feeling scared and we're kind of overconfident or something like that. Um, we're so transparent, yet we don't realize the filters that we place over the front. Because we're wearing a mask. And we think that we're presenting ourselves in a certain way and people are like, why is she doing that? Lou asked me that sometimes. She's like, why are you behaving like that? I'm like, like what? She's like, why don't you just be yourself? (laughs) I thought I was. (laughs) My kids used to call me on that. They would be like, where did you just go, right? Because it would be like I would, you know, we were in this conversation and I would just start to think of something else, right? And they'd go, hold on, where'd you go? And I'd be like, I'm here. Right, I'll fake it. You know what I mean. But it's it's this idea that, as you just said, people see something in us that we can't see because we're not looking at ourselves. Yeah, we don't know our programs are running. We don't we don't know our conditioning is running a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And then when you can get people one on one when they're comfortable with one on one, you get a whole other side of them than if they're in a group. Like they seem to just be different and that's because probably they're more relaxed um, and you can really feel them then. I'm much more, more better one-on-one than in a group. Like, um, well, see, I could say the other, I mean, what years ago was I couldn't look someone in the eye. 
Mm -hmm. Right. It was just too, too, you know, one-on-one -on -one was like brought back too much trauma. Right. Mm -hmm. It was like, put me in a group and I'm safer. Cause you know, <laughs> there's somebody I'll be able to go to. Um, but that's the idea is when we, you know, we, we want to keep our vibe going. So, so Lou speak now you're, you're the, you're just radiating the vibes. So how did you get into this vibe story here? Oh gosh, I wasn't prepared for that question. Um, <laughs> I guess I've I had a tra I had a traumatic background as well. Um, mm -hmm. When I say when I say that though, I came from a middle class um, background with really lovely parents who uh, perhaps were just. Um, young and didn't know how to deal with stuff there was a bit of anger in the household and I was sensitive mm -hmm. and that had a big impact on me and so I developed my intuition at a really young age uh, dealing with my mum who had some issues from her childhood she was definitely traumatized mm -hmm. um, and so I had to tap in at a really young age sort of I remember back from around about seven or eight tapping into something because I had nothing to um I had nothing at a cognitive level because I was so young mm -hmm. I had to tap into something else to support my mum or that could have even been a story that I was developing at a really young age who right. knows but it led to me being quite intuitive and living by that but also having this kind of um disjointed experience as I was growing up because I would self-source for answers. I'd get the answers. I'd feel that they were the answers. And then I would go to the outside world with those answers <laughs> and be shut down right. <laughs> or politely told, oh, yes, little one, you know. No, right. you know. So, and yeah, so I guess trauma was my trigger. And then a lifetime of growing and learning and coming back to myself. Uh, is has been the process so very much what you and Tess were talking about earlier you know there wasn't any one thing although I did have I can say that there were some experiences that changed my life coming across particular bodies of work having mm -hmm. some personal experiences nothing major you know just a just a breakdown that destroyed me for a while you know right. things like that normal everyday life things that because of the childhood experiences I had I perhaps didn't have the ability or the resilience to deal with them at the time and they broke my world down mm -hmm. and then I had to work my way out. Well, isn't that kind of what happens though is the breakdown breaks us wide open so we're completely vulnerable and open to receiving something new and that's where the breakthrough happens. Yeah, breakdown, breakthrough, you've got to choose. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's interesting, isn't it? Breakdown I was thinking about because at that point in time I didn't have the tools or the resources, therefore I broke down and I couldn't fix myself at that time. Not that I needed to fix myself at that time, but that was the thought process. And then breakthrough once, once I recognised that everything was happening for me and that was a you know a greater mm -hmm. part of myself that was asking me to 
get out of my comfort zone. You were talking about comfort zone before. Right. They, you know, they say, don't they, that we either, we need, there's only two incentives for us. It's either pleasure or pain. We've got to go to enough depths of the pain or we've got to have enough of an idea of the pleasure to incentivize or motivate us to move because otherwise we're pretty solid matter as human beings. <laughs> well, I, I find that the universe can dangle carrots, right? Yeah. To say, oh, don't you want to do this? And someone goes, oh yeah, that's so great. And then in the process of them going for that carrot, usually that can be where the breakdown completely happens in their life because, but nobody's going to sign up for that. Like I have a girlfriend, I was like, are you going to sign, would you have signed up for the fact that, you know, you were going to like learn to see yourself and see your shadows and break down and look like you're going to leave your marriage and all that stuff. And then, but a year later, everything is like awesome. No, you signed up for a trip to go to Hawaii and you thought that that was going to solve your marriage, right? And that looked really good. But in the process of doing that, right, you, you, you see things. So sometimes that's what happens is we do get enticed to do something different to allow us. And other times we just collapse entirely. Either, either situation is perfect for the person who's having that experience. Mm. Yeah, that honoring definitely of where anybody is at in any moment. Very, very true. Yes. So you are now working with the fact that you realize that new frequencies, dun, 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 that the joy vibe is higher than the anger vibe and the anger vibe is higher than the victim vibe. Isn't there like a song that goes like that? That it's like the, um, and you're using not just your intentions or your results, but you're also using um, some electronic frequency stuff this time. Is that really what's going on? Yeah, that seems to have entered my life quite suddenly and unexpectedly, I must say. Um, the frequency device is something that has only really been available to people with a lot of money mm -hmm. and with sort of a medical background. Um, and some amazing conscious people have created from that technology, um, yeah, a personal device now. So when it comes to frequency, this is the thing which seems to be the bridge between the spiritual and the quantum physics for the everyday person. And I, I am really excited about this device because I can see all of these people that have been waiting for well, my back's a little bit niggly, you know. So we can use a frequency for that because otherwise we've got to really um, upskill to be able to do some somatic body talk or, you know, to be able to answer the right questions, be able to hold ourselves and sit with the right pain point, um, allowing to feel that emotion. You know, what is that thing that's causing the niggle in the body? As we know, everything that represents in the body is because it's already been in the energetic field as a thought as a pain point as maybe not even in this lifetime or maybe not even in this life like it could very well you know genealogy and dna and all sorts of things we carry with us and so this frequency device that just everyone can have in the palm of their hand is a way to it's actually proven for um to cure or help massively with depression fibromyalgia and various types of pain. Um, and 
and people that don't like quantum physics or machines that are more spiritual are really enjoying it. People that don't like spirituality and woo-woo or anything like that and want a device, then, you know, it's for them as well. And I just feel it creates a massive level playing field for for people to do more self-care, like, like it's just a no-brainer in a lot of ways. Um, so... I was noticing, I was noticing Lou's face. Okay. And there, she, there, were, there were thoughts dropping in her head there as you were sharing. So go ahead and, and tell me what those thoughts were because anybody that was watching could see that there was something coming to you. <laughs> sure. Okay. I'll just give you a little bit of my background. Okay. Because it'll put it into context. Um, I'm probably uh, more scientific orientated. Mm -hmm. uh, and and I've had that intuitive background as well. So I've mm -hmm. got those two parts of myself that have always been having a little bit of a duel, you know. Am mm -hmm. I going, is that real, the sceptic, the scientific sceptic? Is that real? And then having this intuitive experience going, this is so solid, what are you talking about science, you know. So mm -hmm. I've had that constant uh, thing throughout my life. So my own little black and white wolf, as we all have, but that was a science spirit thing. And we and if people don't know, science was born of the question, who are we? What are we doing here? It was a it was a it was a philosophical question that that started science as a as a as a practice in the world. Uh, and I, I guess what I was thinking about as we were as as Tess was talking about Healy is this is a really practical science-based device that has got a lot of research behind it and anyone who's looked into quantum physics uh, knows that the science does back up what we call spirituality mm -hmm. making the leap between the two if you don't have some knowledge about both can be a, a big thing especially in let's just say western society where we've got the christian god thing going on so as soon as you say the word god people generally jump five steps backwards because the experience of it over the ages has proven to be dogmatic and not helpful for the mm -hmm. majority of western society so people either are science-based or you know um spirit-based but they won't do the, the the christianity stuff and i just feel like the healy just it just illuminates all of that in so many ways because it works on vibration, which is what we are at a fundamental level. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter whether you want to call it spiritual or you want to call it science. Mm -hmm. It just works regardless. And it goes beyond It goes beyond our beliefs even because the sceptic science part of me has been with, with vibration. I know it's there. I know I use it. I know I tap into it intuitively, but, but I, it's not been tangible it's not been tangible. I haven't been able to see it, know it, feel it. But I had a, the, every time I use the Healy, I have a very physical response to that. Like I went crazy and did 55 push-ups one day and then the next few days I couldn't touch my nose. <laughs> and then Tess said, oh, why don't you try the Healy? And I went, oh, yeah, my sceptic brain went, well, it's not going to hurt to try. Mm -hmm. Tried it. Next morning, woke up. No problem. Like I could move my arm, like completely. So 
it was just one of those things where it bypasses everything because it it works on who we are at a fundamental level. Mm-hmm. Somebody's some smart person's gone in and figured that out and figured out how to use that. And so I was just that's what I was thinking. I'm like, somebody's finally bridged that gap for us. Bypasses all the skepticism in the mind and well, it came out of Germany, right? And yeah. um, I, I don't know if either of the two of you have ever heard of Bruno Gruning. Yes, the name. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when he was alive, he would say that there's healing streams that are, mm-hmm. are just present and you need to just absorb them. And so, I mean, I've had that experience just using his photo is I've had the experience when I've introduced people to the fact that you know, it's the same idea. They're not holding a device, but they're open up and poof, you know, their arm is moving and their things have shifted and changed. And so I, I guess what, you know, I know from that experience, people are like, Ooh, that's like, you know, I'm like, well, you believe in cell waves and you believe in internet waves, you know, why wouldn't you believe this? You know, but the whole journey is about, you know, somebody convincing themselves. So with this external device, it still fits with this idea that most people have that there's something outside themselves that can help them. Yes, right? it, yes, it does, even though it uses the same thing that we're made of. So right. it's native, it's native to our world, our universe. It's not anything untoward or that we have to process in some way to be able to utilise like herbs or something like that, you know. Um, it's just a frequency. It's a vibe. It's it's amazing. And I, you know, we've got the rays, we've got the chakras, we've got all of this energy streams that we can tap into. But a lot of people don't know about that, and a lot of people don't feel confident about that. Oh right, no, exactly. It seems well, it's just like we have nature, right? But people, we were talking earlier. You know, they're listening to the birds or something, or getting present to the moment. Like there's all these things that you could have in in your experience, but most people have been conditioned to not even think about that aspect of what's natural, right? Yeah. It's, it's still like, if you ask somebody, do you wanna take a pill, for the most part, do you wanna take a pill or do you wanna spend eight weeks doing somatic therapy, mm-hmm. right? So this this is where you're saying this bridges the gap. This is like, yeah. I might just make a comment there, Jacqueline, because I've always come from the perspective of how would I have done this without te- technology? Like my, I have an outdoor rec background, so nature mm-hmm. is my cure, and I've always considered nature or my internal advice as the cure mm-hmm. to my physical world. Mm-hmm. So I never took a, I've never been a take-a-pill person. Right. It was interesting to hear your comment when you said, oh, and it's something external. And it is strange for me that something external consolidated vibration for me in some way. Mm-hmm. Um, and that perhaps taps into a narrative that's, you know, quite deep within us and within our psyche that uh, I'm not sure where I'm going with this, with what I'm saying, but it's like, yes, nature and everything is there. And we already have all the tools and resources mm-hmm. there. And yet 
we're taught that outside of us is the answer. Mm. Right. I mean, that was what we talked about at Global Party in in March, was that this was an opportunity for everybody to stop looking externally, mm -hmm. right? That something invisible out there is, is affecting you, right? And in a negative way that you need to be fearful of, because something invisible out there is affecting you, right? But it can also be affecting you in a positive way. Right, again, it's about, are you looking at breakthrough or are you looking at breakdown? Are you looking at the, the, the COVID thing was, oh my gosh, I want life to go back to be normal. Or are you looking at like, oh, thank heavens, people's hearts are opening and they're connecting and they're you know, actually realizing, I live with you. You know, I haven't seen you in a few years, right? <laughs> but, but, you know, you're kind of nice. Maybe I'll keep you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, my kids. Yeah. Oh, I get why the teacher couldn't handle 30 of you because I can't handle three of you, you know? Um, so it's, again, which glasses are you looking from? And it's as much as we know, on one level, there is, it's all here. It's all present. We've all been given it to know that it is in a device, like it's the same thing, it, I can see very well easily why it's like, you know what? I might be able to telepathically communicate with you, Tess, you know, but if I can get on the phone. That's, <laughs> how, little it is. that's how little it is, right? It's, it's so yeah. do you program that in for something like, oh, I need to, it's depression. That does somebody with depression know that they need the, the joy vibe or, you know, like that would be my next question. Well, it's interesting you ask that because it's got the physical thing. So, you know, pain in the body, toothache, things like that. Um, the physical things and the emotional stuff as well. So there's feel good system, there's positive thoughts. And if people, depends what their level of disconnect is really, is if to they, they feel that they're worthy of actually receiving a frequency, yeah, you know, which is pretty much life in general when people are low there are a lot of unworthiness going on um they also have the the chakras so you can send the frequencies to rebalance the chakras as well which is i thought was like yeah right but <laughs> and you know what's interesting is also is with life alignment i work with vortex cards and i want to make this very clear right now is this these are the two of the latest vortex cards okay now people just go oh yeah oh or reverse um a piece of you know laminated uh, magnetic with a pretty picture on okay but this is intention and frequency in these cards sorry Lou mm -hmm. um and this is actually the 369 code of the universe um if you know about 369 mm -hmm. and and one is an in card and one is an out so they create a stream they create a flow they create a channel and and I have much more faith in these than I did in the Healy in the beginning like <laughs> I'm like right. yeah, these work I know I can tune into these I have my intuition can inform me specifically of all the different cards that I have access to all of these streams of vibration and consciousness that I can put on people and use mm -hmm. uh, to shift their energy so for me that whole world makes sense but give me a device and I'm like oh I don't trust the device I don't know but then there's like I said there's people that really want to trust a device right so if people want to trust a device um they can scan if they've got there's a few different levels you can you can have access to but the top level is a scanner so you can actually scan your field with the quantum sensor 
and it will just tell you what you want, what you need, what's running for you, depending on what you set your intention to be. So if someone's like, yeah, I'm feeling really depressed, they can do the scan thing and it will come up saying, oh, um, you know, it might have something to do with circulation because maybe they're too stagnant. And you're like, well, that's got nothing to do with depression. But when people are stagnant in their thoughts, in their emotions and their physical, it's going to have some sort of impact. Um, yeah. So did you use that this morning? I didn't use it this morning because I couldn't find it because the children had it last night. <laughs> and then I only just found it. <laughs> what? You only have one in the house? They you don't have that one. <laughs> you only need one. Okay. One per household is, is plenty. Yeah. yeah, and there's five of us here. So, And then there's the dogs, so there's seven of us. Right. So, yeah. So, no, I, I can relate because I remember with my dog, we, we used to I, tune in when he was always there. And when we we were camping or we were staying at this other house and he wasn't allowed in the house. And um, so for like a week, he was staying outside the house. And when we went to the next stop, for the first time in his life, in his like seven years, he got his legs stuck in the rocks. And he almost got hit by a car when we went out for like stop for a gas break. And I was like, what the heck's going on? You like to the, I was like, you're out of sync. And then I was like, oh, you haven't been tuning in with us in the mornings, right? Because you're outside. And so it was like, okay, we got to include you back. And then he was like in the job, you know? But yeah, yeah. even there's the dog. Whole, there's the vibe thing again, isn't it? It's yeah. like, is there a disconnect in the vibe or not? Like, yeah. Oh, poor darling, feeling that disconnect there. But yeah, that's what we do, don't we? It's just how it happens. And then we learn. And that's the key. Yeah. And we were talking about mistakes yesterday. Oh, I call uh, is there such a thing as a mistake or just a choice well, that didn't a, work out the way you thought it would? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's a mistake. Ah. So, you know, in the movies, they'll do take one, take two, right. and they'll go, like, do it again, do it again, yeah. do it again. And that's all a mistake is, is a mistake. Like, it's not how you thought it was going to turn out. Right. So would you do the same thing again? Well, you know. Sometimes. You no. <laughs> that, that stupidity. <laughs> Who said that? Wasn't it Einstein? Yeah. <laughs> Doing the same thing repeatedly and expecting a different outcome. Um, that's insanity. Uh, yeah. So I don't think there are mis mistakes. I think there are just take one, take two, not pills, um, action. Yeah. Leah's like, I love that. Yeah. Well, that's it. It's like an experience, another experience. And we want to, well, we've been taught to be creatures of meaning. But if we stop making anything mean and we're just like a child in theta waves or, you know, I think that's what they're still in in alpha waves, it's just an experience. And that's all that it ever is, is an experience. It's the meaning that we associate with it that has the construct that creates the program. Yeah. So this is... Um, this is available for sure, I know, in Australia, and I know it's available in New Zealand. And I do believe I heard that it is available in the United States now. Is that correct? Uh, it's available in 44 countries, okay. which is a lot. Um, it is available in the US right now, and they have a free upgrade sale on. And I would advise anyone who's interested in that to reach out to me and take advantage of that, definitely. Um, that's what I did when they had some, a special on here. Because um, they're just like pre-launching, they're just opening in the US, so they've got the sale on, which is fantastic, and, and it's super easy to get one. It takes a little bit of time because they've sold like thirty thousand units in three weeks. Yeah. So. 
Well, heck, I can't even get my book from Amazon that I just wrote, okay? Because they're not delivering to Canada. You know, like they're just, things aren't necessarily the same way at the moment. So you just have to be patient with, but it will come. Yeah, people's devices are arriving and their testimonials that are coming in, the feedback, amazing, amazing results. It's the best part of my day when I read those. I'm like, whoa, that's so cool. I've got to tell someone else about that one. So much expansion and joy. So you want to put that in the comments below and just let them make sure they know where to find you for those that and and get the idea of if their country, you know, if they're not in one of those and they're in one of the other 41 countries, um, then they can still reach out to you, right? Thank you so much. That would be fantastic. Yeah, I just feel for me, the more people that can shift their vibe and find the value in their vibe of them, their uniqueness, then then my job's done. Like, like my, you know, that's all I'm really here to do is to, to get that clarity, to help people get that clarity for themselves and deconstruct the program. Yeah. And that's all that I think is really happening in the world where, where the vibe is raising, you know, it's when conversation with James, humanity awakening is now. And if you've missed that, then, oh, well, <laughs> you, <Yeah>. you know, <laughs> <laughs> you might want to get the healing and get your vibe up. So you'll catch the oh, program. Definitely, definitely <laughs> get the vibe up with the healing. Thank you, Jacqueline. Okay. I got to go because I <laughs> Keisha's up. No, I thought there you go. So um, it was lovely meeting you, Lou. I'll see you again. There you go. Have a great day. Bye-bye, everybody. Blessings. Lots of love. Thank you. <laughs>